Hey, it's house show. Uh, took us a bit to get back here to talk about some wrestling, but we're here. Broken, tired, uh, dealing with the uncertainty of what the rest of this year will bring, but we are here regardless. Uh, and I got George here with me to talk about mostly things that are exciting, but m- more often than not, things that are just kind of like not really fun at all. Yeah, and we, you know we were like totally planning out the show the whole time. Whole time my dog is fucking behaving, and now like we we hit record and he- we're talking about some shit, man. He's like he's like you're gonna talk about Survivor Series? Fuck that! Like I'm out. <laughs> Poor little dude. Aw. He's uh, 17, 17 going on 18, Palmeranian Sheba. Aww. So, and he's an awkward-sized little dog, but, um, man, he's got that Sheba attitude still. Um, yeah. But, yeah, dude, no, wrestling is a I, – I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm here to talk about it. I still have some feelings towards it, but, man, it is um, – God, it's it's just weird because at this point, like, it's it's been more doom and gloom on like the uh, behind the curtain more so than like some just exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, at this point now, we're probably gonna have some kind of a unionization revolution going on where you've got, um, yeah, just like it, it, it's kind of uncertain right now, and, and I think also the fact that we're still not really doing live shows, but we kind of are. And it's kind of depressing. Like when AEW is like, Hey, we got crowds. You got a thousand fans in the attendance today. It's like, you shouldn't be proud uh, about that, man. You should not have a thousand people there right now. Like you shouldn't no. have anyone there right now. No. <laughs> I mean, they're all wearing masks. Sure. But like, it, it looks like fucking impact circa 2013. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just like, it's not like, like even getting the hard cam and everything situated is just, it's just a nightmare just to look mm-hmm. at all around. Um, but also just between that and man, I don't even know, like, like there hasn't been a whole lot of, I feel like a lot of the hype has been more towards like what wrestlers are doing outside of the ring. I mean, did you see the, uh, news from Xavier Woods this morning? Did you get the chance to check that out? No, I just know that he's going to be in gears of war. Yeah. Did you see, did you see the art for it? Yeah. It looks yeah, the fucking looks incredible, but at the same time, I'm just like, damn, dude. Like, it's just, it's weird that, like, my, at this point, like, my excitement for uh, stuff with uh, wrestlers is mm-hmm. more so outside of the ring and what they do um, than uh, what what's actually going on within the promotion. Just, uh, well, yeah. That, like, like, fuck, man. I, I couldn't tell you what Matt Cardona is even doing or booked or what's he, what program he's in in AEW, but... I don't think he is. I think he did those couple of shows and then he bounced. Like, I don't think he's even, like, doing shows for them. I think he's just chill doing the podcast and doing the the YouTube no, he's channel. Still, he's still, like, an AEW official. He's still all elite. He, he must show up on, like, dark matches then or something because I never see that dude at all. Yeah, like I, I think that's what it, and that's a, that's what I promised myself I would do. I'd put more effort into watching Dark. It's really good. But, um, you know, and honestly, like, man, I, I wish they got more credit for the fact that they have a weekly program for free on YouTube, and some of the wrestling on there is better than the actual like stuff on TNT. Like they're gonna do, I think this week coming up. Well, actually, as we're recording tonight, would have been Dark, 
they had a Thunder Rosa match against this uh, uh, other uh, wrestler called Lindsay Snow. Um, I think her Twitter handle is like Kaiju Power. Like she is. Oh nuts. yeah, I've seen her on Twitter. She's nuts. She uh, won Bloodsport uh, just recently at the Collective, which is Josh Barnett's like mixed hybrid of MMA and wrestling. Uh, she won that and, and like won like the, the the tournament, and she is an absolute monster. Like legitimate MMA background. Like like her against Rosa would be a match of the year, in my opinion, just because of like their MMA background and how legitimate they are as fighters. Um, and that's a dark match. It's free, you know, and they've had stuff like that, like, you know, ever since that show debuted. And it's good because it's built in storytelling for the main show if they want it to be, you know, how they use being the elite as kind of like the storytelling mechanic to do stuff on television. This is kind of another aspect of it, too. Right, which I have so many mixed feelings towards because being the elite prides itself on being like inside baseball. But, like, that's sort of their gimmick anyway, the fact that they get to bend, just bend the mechanics involved with what what is kayfabe and what isn't and what should be celebrated. Like, I don't know. Um, the only thing that, like, I think if anything, what, what acts as a vehicle for me to watch Dark is being the elite when, like, they had uh, the Brandon Cutler thing uh, going <laughs> on. And, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and even then, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird... I have it's, beef it, it, with it, it, some buildup that they do for some of their like big blow off matches. I, I like it though because I think that they'll do things in being the elite like that you don't catch or it's like just seems like okay it's not a big deal and then you watch the actual program either it being on TNT or the pay per view and it kind of comes into play and it's only it's it's like brief it's kind of like if you weren't looking for it you'd miss it. And I like that because they don't hit you over the head with here's, you know, here's our storyline. Here's what we're doing with foreshadowing. Like they don't beat you over the head with it. Like case in point, um, the Bucks winning the belt at uh, full gear, they won the tag titles and Kenny Omega comes out. What you don't see unless you're paying attention is actually um, Hangman is in the entrance. Like he is like hanging out in the entrance like he was going to come out and celebrate with them. But he kind of just he, he he like stands off because well, Omega's out Excalibur, there. I heard Excalibur. Excalibur did like gradually did mention him. Like yeah, he's just yeah. like who is that shadowy figure off in the oh, distance? Oh okay, because I, I, yeah. I didn't notice it. And then like they talk about in like you know being the elite where they're celebrating in the back and you know Hangman's coming up to celebrate and he kind of like hangs out in the hallway and then walks away. And it, 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 it's subtle stuff. Like you just don't necessarily. Don't yeah, know, but they're the, kind of yeah, and you know what's funny is being the elites like kind of teasing like this big blow up gesture between fucking um Matt and Hangman and whoever the mystery texter was in that whole exchange but uh-huh. nothing came of that well and that's the other thing like i don't necessarily think they're going to be done with that i think they're just like they're letting it kind of simmer for a while and then maybe it comes back into play at some other point i think they're being very deliberate about stuff they do i, I hope so because i think it's weird that they make the Bucks, like the heel Bucks, like they were in Bullet Club and how they were in New Japan, and then like a week later, they're, they're baby yeah, they're faces, the faces again. Yeah, exactly. Just, that- just just to have them win the belts is that the only reason why they went face again? Was because FTR is obviously the heel tag team, and you can't have two heel tag teams fighting against each other. I, that's my biggest issue, and still going into like AEW, like I love like the execution of certain things, but the 
but the buildup going towards it and the the structuring, it it leaves so much to be desired, and it's difficult because I, I like I get that they don't want to like reduce wrestling into this bilinear philosophy of like good versus bad, like heel versus face. And that they're like, I, I understand it's like Cody's biggest desire in how they book and write things. But like, even if you separate all that and trying to communicate like who uh, an audience should identify, you, you're obviously like building some sort of sympathy towards like what happened with the bucks. They got fucked over and and essentially they they lost a friend out of it they they were trying to be civil it blew up and now they're just pissed off and they're taking it out and they don't give a shit they're paying fines but they're almost taking it out like at, at some point they lose sympathy when they're taking it out on fucking staff that had like nothing to do with it to the point where like even then i love that shivani and marquez they don't even want to get anywhere near them uh, and then suddenly <laughs> they have the belt of, and I'm yeah. like, oh no, we're good. I'm like, that just makes you look petulant and childish, which sucks because... But that's what the Bucks are. At, yeah. At, at their most heel moments, they were like, actually like just spoiled brats. You know, like like back in like the pro wrestling gorilla days, they would super kick Rick Knox pretty much every show. And that was like a long build to Rick Knox eventually screwing them over, but it took like two years for it to happen. But no, they are spoiled brats. They're you know, uh, cocky, arrogant pricks. Like that's their their whole gimmick when it works well. But in AEW, but it has to be censored. It has faces. to be neutered. Well, no, yeah. not when your faces, and that's the problem. Like them being like executive VPs of the company. And, you know, having a book coming out and shit like that, like, they can't necessarily be the heels they want to be because they have to watch their bottom line, you know? Right, but even then, questionable build-up aside, that was easily my match of the year. Um, I I would say, for me, it, it's a great match. It definitely will be in my top five if I have to come up with that list, which I might. Um, I was actually a bigger fan of the Kingston and moxley match just because of the build really? up like, like 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 you say build up is not pulled off well or executed well for the most that, part that is the exception that build up was insane uh well i'm a kingston mark so i mean no matter what to see him in like the the title you know, picture like in the title hunt in the main event with the storyline with the history built in with moxley um you, you know and, and him wearing like the masawa fucking you know <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you know almost uh, like homage tights I, I it wasn't necessarily like a masawa fit it wasn't a masawa like you know oh no it still had the kinks and spin on it it, it um, did and it, but, but it had the colors like you knew what he was going for like all that was like when he came out with the masawa like gear i really thought he was gonna win like i don't think you wear that kind of stuff unless you're gonna win you know i honestly thought he should have to be quite frank, but like I, and, I get and, it. I'm just... and, and and that's my worry is now that he's out of that title hunt, what do they do with him? Do they still utilize him to his fullest potential, or does he get left in the shuffle? You know, like that's what I I'm worried about. I think they're, if anything, they might be grooming him for like a, a beef with Pac, which makes sense because sure. like, my so two biggest issues: the mm -hmm. inconsistency. Because um, it's funny you mention that because the build up with that, the promo work amazing just sure. like th the exchange between them and like they riffed off each other so well they sold that fucking match the match was 
all right. It really, like, the enjoyment of the match, honestly, benefited. It coasted off of just, like, the heat riding into it. Agree. Which is, Agree. Yeah, for it, sure. It, it's, it, it's weird, too, because, like, I think about, like, another very uh, comparable moment would be... Um, uh, Cody versus MJF, where that buildup was incredible. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, mm-hmm. that is fucking wrestling at a tight. Then he comes out with like some fucking Joe Bazooka ass bubblegum tattoo on his neck, kind of in like the worst live set I have ever heard of. Like, what what is it? The down down straight. Um, God damn that like um, it, like that whole thing kind of set this weird tone, and then the match yeah. was just like weird. It was weirdly yeah. paced. It didn't, and then like that's the thing. Like there's this weird buildup towards like the Bucks and FTR. Like it's there. I'm kind of into it, but then they have one of the best matches ever. Mm-hmm. Like it, it like it delivers. I, it, that, yeah, it's it's just weird to me. Um, the only exceptions that I found because I I found like there are other instances, but uh, exceptions were Omega and Moxley. Like that had a great build up and an incredible match. Like You mean easily. Omega and Page? No. I'm talking about like in the early Oh 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 the original full gear. Like yeah, from last the, year. Uh, oh yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, the quote unquote non sanctioned match, which I love that like now like I I'm not exactly like thrilled to see them go at it again so soon. If anything that kinda it kinda highlights some of the like thinness of the roster so to speak or the fact that like aw and or at least weird, who they're pushing because the, the, no the roster is fucking huge but they only yeah push but it's people. it's it's kind of running into that wwe uh circle yeah, where yeah. we're only seeing a few faces like getting getting the highlight but i feel like they're nowhere near as bad case in point um, well, I want to talk about the Kingston match and go over what I didn't care too much for, but okay. I I do love that like Darby got his comeuppance. I just sure. don't want hot potato with that belt because I'm I'm starting to give a shit about that belt. Mm, I I don't know. I I wouldn't mind it being like that. I guess like the belt not necessarily being in the same hands of someone for a long period of time, as long as it makes sense. As long as you have, yeah, Darby's like a star. He's he's a big part of that show. But I could see someone like Pac, you know, taking the belt. Or I could see someone like, um, I mean, I guess if Paige isn't going to become a champion, like a world champion, which I think he should, I think Paige should be their world oh, champion. Oh, Paige is incredible. But, yeah, they've been doing him dirty. Like, I'll say, if he's not going to be a world champion, then give, give, give him TNT belt, honestly. But I would definitely much rather see him as the world champion, of course. Honestly, like, and it again, like, they really – like I can see where there's an avoidance of um, trying to avoid any sort of direct comparison because they not only have WWE to contend with, but they mm. also have New Japan Pro to avoid any sort of like um, like fucking pass go and collect two hundred dollars type gimmick and in, in in the Money in the Bank briefcase or even the briefcase from fucking uh, G1, which Jesus Christ, that whole thing is still like weird to me. Like I, I that whole thing that just roundabout like okay so he didn't get the briefcase but Naito is still gonna give him a shot just because he's like he realized that you worked hard for it I mean it's a face Which, thing to w- do w- but w- but that's not Naito Naito is chaos <laughs> yeah exactly but, it, it, but, but Naito is the Naito is doing his baby face thing so like I I don't know uh, it, it, it I, that I, whole I, thing I, is I weird. completely forgot we have Wrestle Kingdom coming up soon too Jesus. Yeah, dude, there's like if ever I mean, that's why I'm happy we're doing this show now. It's just it works against us too because there's so much fucking wrestling. Like even then, I 
I've been telling myself I really want to watch NXT, but like I haven't found the time or energy. Nope, you can't. Yeah, it's hard to catch up with. Um, but so that so I, I I would say briefly go into the Kingston stuff, and then we also have some a little bit more of AEW stuff to kind of touch on before we talk about the the bad wrestling. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um. Okay, but that Kingston match. Yeah. I I would have to say as far as the um because they. A big thing that like went into it aside from their history was just also like how weirdly sinister both men could be in that environment and that type of a match. I mean, they've definitely played on that tons of times with uh, Moxley, but even then, like, they're they harkened back and and did that with Kingston, which that's the one thing I think uh, like one of the biggest elements that that I really love with AEW is AEW doesn't pretend like other wrestling promotions don't exist. They absolutely celebrate and welcome that. And they, I I feel like they are in a position where they can like cross pollinate in a way that builds their brand, but also doesn't dismiss or otherwise take away from like what other brands can do between the NWA stuff. And the fact that like, they're just so easily more um, in the video package. I just love that you saw just so much of uh, Kingston's like, like some deep cuts in his legacy. And I'm like, you wouldn't see that shit anywhere else. You can, you barely see that shit in WWE with like some of the TNA holdovers, like Mm -hmm. fucking eight. I don't know how many times they're going to show like the three months that AJ Styles was in WCW. I'm like, bro, he was, (laughs) he was other fucking, he did other things. Um, A lot. He did a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. but no, but let's focus on these three months that he was in WCW. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely love like the, uh, rubbing alcohol spot. Jesus Christ. That, that was very, it was definitely unique, but also, uh, it definitely sold a lot in, in terms Mm -hmm. of like, that did not look fun. That Mm -hmm. looked like somebody like, I don't know exactly how you'd quit. I don't know if they had like a towel nearby. And when you're throwing in the proverbial towel, I'm like, Oh shit, dude, that would be, I just wish he would have went a little bit further and brought out like some lemon wedges, some salt, you know, really drive the point home. Like the shit's going to burn, you know? I mean, yeah. Cause I, I was, the one thing I would have to say is like, um, not disappointed, but I'm just like, ah, oh, man, are, are they going to be taxed? Or are you going to get like real creative? Cause like, I don't know, man, like I said, Moxley and Omega set the standard. They really like, did the, the hardcore elements. Absolutely. Yeah. They kind of went like full tilt with that, but like they went, it wasn't just the viciousness of it, but like, the consistency of the of the narrative that was being told, like the story, like the fact that like Kenny brought out broken glass from like, no, dude, that's a broken glass from the debut show of the coffee table he went through from. Oh, it's like shit wow. like that. I didn't even I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's what the broken glass was from. And Holy he even shit. and like he was like, man, I hope people caught that because and, how, and how fucking crazy he is to keep hold of that the whole time, like you know, intentionally exactly. wanting to use it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was kind of hoping that like they like. It's 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 tricky territory. Like, it like is. How... I I did like that he used the barbed wire to do the bulldog choke. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. Like, I'm pretty sure he did, didn't he? Yes, that's okay. what got I, I Kingston to say I quit. Which yeah. um, that's another thing too, because like, man, all right, so let's talk about that. And I hate doing these comparisons, but like, it is bear. It it does bear mentioning. We've had two like high profile I quit matches to some extent between the two promotions within the last like 30 days of each other right yeah yeah and oh Christ you're right I I guess I didn't really make that connection right and again 
I I I don't want to make these like each episode more concurrently just more on us going poo poo on fucking WWE because there's there's a lot to poo poo on but I want to I definitely want to celebrate what they do right when they especially do right. especially in that match yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and and especially at no fault of the man which that can be a whole episode within itself but anyway I digress the one thing I really appreciated was just the fact that this referee let the fucking match breathe did not come mm-hmm. in and also had and and i think it was just so that way they can call spots a little easier and not have to worry about anything within a live setting um did not fucking just shuffle around a mic and consistently go yeah. what do you say what yeah, do you yeah. say you quit I, like he I, did do that, but nowhere near it, to the. No, it, it seemed a little bit more realistic. Yeah, and I liked how like they actually did have officials come in to try to like stop the match, and it's like it's an I quit match, bro. Like you can't, like you can't stop the match, you know. And like how Roman just kind of like was like <laughs> basically locking the door with them inside. Like y'all, y'all gonna stay in here because he ain't done yet. Like, <laughs> like legitimately. Like, saying, like, you can try to stop this match, but that makes no fucking sense at all. Like, it's an I quit match. He's staying in here until he says it. Oh, dude. That's... Keep in mind, that's a year apart from a Hell in a Cell match where a disqualification took place. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Fucking Fucking shooting yourself in the foot, man. That makes no fucking sense. No, but... Uh, Damn. Yeah, I, I, I appreciated the fact that, like, they, um... And then not only that, like, normally, which I get, like, because an I quit match is a whole different level of loss because you don't, it, it's it's almost to the extent where, like, like a lot of wrestlers are guarded for, like, who is tapped out versus who is not. Like, The Undertaker, for example, mm-hmm. is not officially tapped out. Like, I think within a long stretch of his career. Like, I don't think not once. I mean, of course, he has but not in an official capacity where it was recognized like towards the result of the match. Cause like there's that one instance with him and Brock. Um, oh, mm-hmm. so like I quit matches to some extent also range that way. Like that's why WWE has like concocted fucking ludicrous ways for people to like quit case in point with that. Like I didn't care for that finish, but the bulldog choke with the barbed wire was amazing in that it didn't, make Eddie look any less of no. a competitor when he came in and not only that like it it told the story of like the fact that the last time they went rounds in that same ring like that's what put an end to the match but he didn't end it on his terms that yeah, was yeah. done this and was the him fact, actually admitting like I need to stop right from the yeah. same fucking move only like escalated to an entirely dangerous degree like I I was wincing, dude. I did not like that spot, but I I appreciated what it was and what it did. Had to do something to make him tough enough to say I quit and not have him be, you know, thought of any less because of it, you know? Like, from a storyline perspective, absolutely. Had to make sense to him saying I quit, even though he was like, you're going to have to kill me. You know, like, when you say that, and someone like Kingston saying it, you you believe him. Like, you legitimately think you're probably actually going to have to kill this dude before you have him quit. Yeah. So, I mean, for what it did, like I I enjoyed the match, but I wasn't blown away by it. But no, I s- but, but you're right. I think it definitely did kind of coast on the fact that the storyline and the angle building it up, like it it, it it sat on that like no problem. Like it could have been an okay match and it still would have been excellent in a lot of people's eyes because of the big match feel that it kind of presented. Well, I think 
another thing too that I think hurt that match is that it followed the wackiness of the elite deletion match. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you you can't follow up Gangrel, honestly. No, or Hurricane Helmsley, which no. those for for those at home who watch and and don't entirely like didn't follow like it, it kind of because I was expecting two new debuts. I'm like, are those the actual debuts? They they were. Yep. They are fish in in the elite. They are all elite. It's which, a shame uh, though that Shane Helms didn't show up as like a member of um three count i was kind of hoping for that to pop off but i know dude especially happened. with that goddamn lake you would think yeah right i figured he'd come out and it'd be like yeah oh well maybe, maybe he next did, time he did his other weird like short very very short-lived gimmick where he was just like oh no i'm i'm a for real shane helmsley like that's me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um but yeah uh and then uh, real quick with aew another bit of news came out from that organization before we go into the main topic uh they are uh they finally kind of like you know pulled the curtain back on what they've been doing with the video games and they're making a gambling game on mobile devices and they're making a general manager game which <laughs> very exciting stuff I- I feel like the casino thing is is more and more. I'm just like, damn, dude, what has Tony Khan got for gambling? Because that, like, that fucking dude. It's like, true, man. They really they really should be in Vegas at this point, or at least based in Vegas. Um, but yeah, I um, I'm I'm excited for the general managing. App it looks okay to an extent. Yeah, just because like you you see so many of the like the indie stuff that are clearly making a, a references and homages to like the long-standing history of wrestling and whatnot, but you, you never see anything in, like, an official capacity. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, NGPW also has one. Um, Possibly. I know they have, like, a card thing, but I, I've yes. not really messed with it too much. Um, I'm not going to lie, dude. I, I, I've i been thinking about jumping back into WWE Supercard. I still remember when I reviewed it for uh, 148 apps. I'm Damn. Like, I, I love that stupid game, but I don't yeah. know if it's still the same. And, and, you know, I, I think something has to be said, like, with fantasy booking and things like that, I think there's definitely a built-in audience for that kind of stuff that would work well with that kind of a game. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think it, it could have some legs for sure. But the main draw, the main reason why we had that really weird presentation where everyone was, like, trying to be like Steve Jobs and Britt Baker had the Pornhub-looking shirt design. Oh, dude, um, that's, the, that's the AEW Games logo, though. Yeah, but it looks Which, like it's straight up from Pornhub. It, it, but I don't know what that is. I'm not sure. I don't. What's that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, I mean, we still got to touch on that topic. I think we brought it up years ago, but I don't know. I don't know how well it's aged. I think that would have been a topic would have been better covered earlier. Maybe not. About what? I don't know. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, uh, just uh, the adult industry and the pro wrestling industry and the parallels that they have. Oh wow, uh, yeah, that'd be an interesting topic. Okay, I will. We'll, we'll bookmark that one. Yeah, we'll I think we do, I think we teased that like a like on the press pause video episode. Oh shit, uh, yeah, that we did okay. about pro wrestling games. But yeah, goddamn, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back to that and watch that again. Um, but where was I? Um, yes. No. Oh no. What I was gonna mention was um, uh, aside from the. The questionable logo, which yes, it it absolutely has a a hub look to it. But I mean, anything that's orange and black at this point—that's fair. Fucking, that's fair. Um, but uh, if you follow them on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, they got goofs, and like some of those goofs are fucking dope. They like they're just coming up with a bunch of gag and parody cutting room floor. Like, um, 
I think the one I smiled made me smile the most was uh, like a Donkey Kong riff, but like with Jungle Boy going after Luchasaurus who had kidnapped Britt Baker, and then the oh, art like is just yeah. Like there's a bunch Fucking, of like, why why isn't that a T-shirt on pro wrestling tees right now? Exactly. No, it should be like <laughs> if you pull it up. So I I encourage everyone not just for the news involved of these three announcements, but uh, just for the good natured humor and the fact that like I think they're. Uh, again, one of the strengths of AEW and the fact that they play to the strengths of their peers and elevate them in in, in the process of elevating themselves. Um, they absolutely even touch base on like wrestling games in the past. They they've already touched on Fire Pro. Um, the I forget. I think it's Retro or WrestleMania. Like there's a current game that's uh, and forgive me for not knowing the exact name of it. Um, that's actually designed like around the the same kind of uh, mechanics that Fire Pro is, but like it uses a lot of indie wrestlers. Like a lot of the NWA uh, wrestlers were um, even making uh, official appearances in it. Oh, like Colt um, was in it. Nick, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Retro Fest or something like Retro that. Retro Fest. That's something I like knew that. it had yeah. retro in it. it, it it's yeah. supposed to be it's supposed to be kind of like the the Wrestle Fest, like the old WWF. WrestleFest, kind of like that, like an homage to that. Yeah, but it's got more of a like a fire pro feel, just in terms of like, not necessarily from the fact that it's, it's like it's not isometric. Yeah. Um, but it it definitely has like it's uh, not like a brawler. It's not like arcadey. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And then there's like another wrestling game that they're actually like signing indie guys to, like like actually like giving them contracts to be in the game. I can't remember for life of me what that game's called, but there's like another wrestling game they're coming out with too. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have to look into it and see what it is. Maybe I'll show note it. But I absolutely recommend following their Twitter. But yes, yeah. um, they got fucking um after Yuke's bounced on two yep. K, and they, we we they, kind of thought that's where they were going right after that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, not only uh are uh, is Yuke's in the picture, but the director from WWE. Uh, F no mercy. Yeah, yeah. I want to say is... it's like a, a washita, maybe. Yes. Which um, I know that was like Kenny Omega's like personal project for. Which years. is a big deal because that dude I don't think has been around since then. No, like, he's become a recluse. Like, yeah, like to get him back into the fold. Like if you're gonna make that kind of a game, then why not get the director that made that game? Um, and, and like Omega's like very much like no mocap. Like, he wants it to be all, like, animation, you know, like how the old school wrestling games were. And, and, and a lot of people bring this up, too. It, definitely going for probably, we assume, like a No Mercy, um, NWO versus WCW, Revenge, even, like, maybe some Def Jam kind of mixed in there, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. But I kind of also think that, like, a lot of fans, and, and Omega especially, wants to go for, like, what the WWE games were prior to, like, the 2K acquisition. And, like, before the simulation of it all, like the, you know, here comes the pain, uh, shut your mouth era of, like, WWE games, like how crazy those used to be. I think, I mean, I and I can totally see that, especially with, like, uh, like the elaborate career modes. But I feel like, mm-hmm. I and I'm right there with you, I'm buying what you're selling and, yeah. and I'm feeling that. But I also feel like they're going to take the opportunity because um, there was another in, like, unfortunately, on, on, on this side of the planet, we didn't really get a chance to ex- see it all that well. Um, I think they're also going to go for the Wrestle Kingdom games that they were developing, too. Because they I, also have a very virtual wrestling 
uh, feel to them, similar to the 64 games. Which, which, sadly, I have not really played, and that might be something I have to remedy at some point. I'm not sure how, but I would like they're to good. at some point. Um, but know, they're also not out. region-free, no. which is, again, another thankful reason why I got that, that Japanese 360. So yeah. uh, it's on my list. Yeah, but I would like to play something like that just to see what like that part of the world was really getting into when it comes to wrestling games. Um, but yeah, so I mean, exciting stuff. We don't have a release date. We don't have. We just know it's coming to the you know PS5, Xbox Series X, S generation of systems. Oh yeah, no, we we definitely got some extremely early build footage. Ooh, extremely, but yeah, but, but like, I, I think just knowing what they're intending to do is enough for me. Like I'm excited no matter what, and like obviously I'll buy. It. I fucking bought TNA Impact when that game came out. Which I'll, I was I'll buy this and one. you know what, man? It you know what that game gets shit on. It when, was okay, undeservedly. It was all it, right. it was all right. I mean, it wasn't like it. It, it definitely had a like it had a task uh, set upon itself that it was never going to be able to complete. You know, like it, it set itself out to be that game, and like it couldn't have been. You know, but they tried valiantly. Uh, I think it was Midway developed it, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So you um, know, it had some 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 chops to it for sure. And I believe, like, it was during that weird time in uh, TNA's life where it uh, they had that uh, ongoing partnership with AAA. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe even including... Didn't they do a Lucha Libre game, AAA? They did. Oh, man. I forgot about that. Holy it crap. Wasn't, it wasn't good. I'm no, it wasn't. I remember the name of it. No, it wasn't. I just think it was Lucha something. It's yeah, we it, it's kind of like the um, <laughs> like when they had Guitar Hero Rock Band and Rock Revolution. It's like that kind of thing. Like it's just like I remember. I remember on the same time of that game coming out. There's like the Lucha Libre wrestling game. And then there's like Lucha a, Libre AAA Heroes del Ring. Man, I remember around the same time there was a Supremacy MMA game that came out around the same time. I kept on getting them confused. <laughs> like I thought they were the same shit. <laughs> oh man, just yeah, gen- no. just generic ass tribal design well, on the cover bullshit there was also legends of wrestling i do, do remember, remember Leg- i do remember legends of wrestling i was actually kind of pumped about that game and it was not good no, uh i think it was a claim back in the day if i'm not mistaken was it a claim i, I think so like kind of at the end of a claims uh tenure Man. you know i have the uh i have the hardcore gaming 101's uh uh almanac of all wrestling games right here and I and I should like I have the ultimate resource right here. But. Can you can you look up ECW uh, Hardcore Revolution for me, please? Just absolutely. Like yeah. no, they they've even uh, they do like straight up port teardowns. Like I love I, I love the attention of detail they put to Saturday Night Slam Masters, which again, um, as an extension of house show, like I would love. Like, you told me there was four versions of that thing, and I about flipped my four shit. Fucking versions. I was like, "What are you talking about? Four um, versions?" Yeah, and I would, and I have access to all four versions. Uh, I have the CPS one board for Saturday Night Slam Masters. I've got, I've got it on the Marty, which yeah. I I love it the most on the Marty, just because it's the closest thing without wheeling out the fucking CPS board. And then there's the other two that you've played, the mm-hmm. SNES and the Genesis. And the Genesis being arguably the worst port uh, i didn't even know they had one on Genesis. that's probably how bad it is uh speaking of bad things um let's talk about survivor series oh fuck okay like like and that's the thing so like so i'm trying to make this as timely a topic as possible because we're on the we're on the heels of a survivor series 
um, here in about a week or less than a week at this point, time of recording. Hopefully, I'll get this thing out around the time the show's happened or, you know, you know, in that time frame. Um, and I kind of thought to myself, I was like, oh, Survivor Series is coming up. Cool, cool. I don't I don't think I like Survivor Series. Like, I, I, I tried to think back to, like, what made Survivor Series great, and I, nothing really stands out. Like, I can tell you for sure, obviously, WrestleMania has its moments, but I can also tell you, like, vivid moments of, of like, watching SummerSlam and Royal Rumbles and, like, how excited I got for those events. And when it comes to Survivor Series, it just doesn't, I don't have anything that stands out. And so, apparently it's a very important event in WWE's history, uh, you know, highlighted by the fact that the one that's uh, debuting this week is the 30th anniversary celebration of The Undertaker, you know, basically making his debut. Which, it's important, because, you know, I'll tell you right now, we're talking about legacies and and just what sort of impact like certain personas or uh, events have had uh, within the grand scope of professional wrestling. And we've been bringing up video games from time to time. Mm -hmm. Dude can, you can find dude on NES games and you can find dude on the most recent game. And he's not, I mean, he's technically at this point a quote unquote legacy wrestler, but also he's a legacy wrestler that fucking wrestled this year that still will compete yeah for sure for sure and doesn't just show up for like because he's the cover star of the game that year and like makes a quick run and does that and then he's bouncing again you know right but no i i feel you just because the thing to me that made survivor series special um were two things it set up the stage like in in a lot of famous um wrestlemania feuds that like built off of that like yeah it was definitely like 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 the starting off point of of the feuds that would go into mania season yeah but also they within themselves they were all like some some of them had like a big fight feel and in in some of the uh stakes that they put into uh the contest the big like the flagship contest being the elimination match yes Mm -hmm. which the teams at this point it's just it's all felt like so forced and contrived like there's i don't know i feel like there's nothing that makes me excited to see one over the other other than like bragging rights and even then like that shit's just old well it it, like, su- it sucks when they start doing the whole raw versus smackdown thing that's i think where they really fucking lost it like when they have the brands fighting off against each other it's same as the draft like it hurts them more than it helps them when they do that kind of stuff. When they do the draft, it kind of hurts them more than you think it's helping by changing things up. Like, it just doesn't make sense. That's when you split up teams for no fucking reason. Like, it just it doesn't help the whole situation they're trying to go for. And the same with, like, the Survivor Series elimination match and they do, like, Raw versus SmackDown. I just, like, you're legit going to have these guys teaming up with each other who've been feuding each other for the whole year, but tonight it's okay because they're, like, loyal to their brand. right but oh but like there's still dissension and then like it'll yeah it'll either culminate with them like them prevailing or them like fucking coming apart and then setting up like something for the other no i get it but like there are times where i think the only cool survivor series like in recent memory aside from and like we can cover that where like the like survivor series also had like the it was one of the few events that still had like mystique around it um was I think, and it, it was really like one of the big catapults for Becky Lynch's like push up mm-hmm. to the top. Sure, was just like that 
fucking gnarly that gnarly bump to the fucking goose that like she took on her nose and like she that boop on open. her snoot but that's thing if she wouldn't have gotten busted open wouldn't it have been as big of a deal I mean, I don't know. They, they, I don't know. They, they, I, like, I, they built I, it. Like they, they did, but I think it's because that she got her shit fucked up and she was still standing. She's like, "You can't fucking stop me." I think that's what solidified her as like that man persona. Um, I think the if that would not have happened, I think the only thing that would have been memorable from that whole event was that Natalia grabbed Matt, uh, uh, fucking Zack Ryder's junk. <laughs> like that would have been the only memorable thing the whole time. All right. That I'll cop to that. That's fair. Yeah, because even that like that Charlotte match between her and Ronda, it it did nothing to Ooh. really inspire, even build anything towards their the eventual triple threat. Yeah. But yeah, like there, I just remembered there were stakes involved, like who would be the GM, or like as fucking as hokey as it was back in the day, the invasion angle. Even the like, invasion had, was like, a big deal. Yeah, that was actually, and like I think, yeah, you're right because it felt like you had to have brand loyalty. You had to have like loyalty for something. Like uh, you mentioned, like when there's high stakes, like when they did the authority versus, you know, I think it was like, was it Cena's team or something like that? Yeah. And even then, like I get that, like they, they have driven that to the fucking ground. I do not want to see like a, a manipulative nepotistic favor like of like a one-sided like fucking totalitarian regime of a like a corporate team backed by like i don't want to see that shit it's yeah. been done like done to death but i you know like honestly like okay we had the draft why not make like draft picks like the stakes involved Ooh, with like interesting. elimination match. interesting I'm like, just, but see, that, I'm just, like, like that to me, like making someone the captain that would represent or advocate which brand would get something, that would be way better to me than something as like trivial as bragging rights. Like no one, you can't make bragging rights like this thing, like this carrot on a stick when you've also invalidated the no. importance of wins and losses. Yeah, there's like, no intangible cares? thing that you're going to get for winning at all. I'm legitimately looking at the card right now for this for the this year's and I can't understand it. it basically is like they forgot they're doing Survivor Series and they're doing Night of Champions. Like yeah, all, all, all the but matches that's are how champion. Survivor Series has felt for the last couple of years. All all the matches are champion versus champion non-title and then the Survivor Series elimination matches. That's it. That's wild. <laughs> that is fucking wild to me. Well, they've been doing that though. They, Have they, they really? they've been doing the champion Ugh. versus champion gimmick, which is Fucking, Which is like, not what Survivor any... Series has been or should be. No. And I mean, like the one thing that I can see on this card um, that that would be like cool here. So that's the one thing that like because of this arrangement, like I don't know if you just finished what I'd like. So I, I, I'm sure you don't care if we spoil Raw for tonight, but <sighs> no, there was like Randy Orton did put his belt on the line tonight. And he lost his belt to McIntyre. Wow! Turn around, okay. Oh, but only just so that he can have this match with Roman. So, but, it, it would have been Orton versus Roman. Yeah, exactly. Which, uh, which might have been better. But like, I mean, the writing was already on the wall when Roman and McIntyre were getting in each other's faces prior to this match happening tonight. Uh-huh. So like I, the moment they had like a championship match, I'm like, which is, I mean, it's cool. We haven't seen the belt like change hands on TV for a bit, but yeah. like you're doing it like 
it, this is the go home show, yeah? It should be, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. SmackDown would be ultimately because. Like the moment I saw that, I'm just like, oh man, all right, I guess we're gonna get McIntyre versus Roman. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm only okay with, I'm only okay with them doing that if Roman has now, Jimmy's hurt, still, but Jay is like part of his thing now, right? Dude, okay. I, I don't so, know. Like, I, I'm just I'm just using this from context. I don't I don't know. I haven't caught up with it, but I I guess so. Like, no, Jay. Jay, like, which is a, another weird thing too, because I thought they were legitimately taking the opportunity to build Jay up, like, as a singles mm-hmm. competitor, and he did fucking great. Yeah. But then, yeah, they're like making him a crony now to Roman, just because like he's the head of the table. That's the thing, yeah, the, the high chief. But I would just say, as long as they're going with the angle that where Jay and Jimmy are with Roman, and Drew brings in Heath and uh, Christ, I forgot his name. Oh, Jinder Mahal. Thank you, thank you. And just like three man band versus, you know. I don't know if they can do Heath, dude. I think he no, he 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 is, he is signed. Impact. He signed to Impact. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we can dream. Uh, dude, like, uh, hey, all the more power to Heath over at Impact. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, I and I but want they, that. They, but they were talking about wanting to bring back some people they furloughed. You know, so I mean, who knows? <laughs> it could happen. Jeez. Which, speaking of which, I know like we were trying to leave AEW behind, but again, case of another thing, do you know who was running commentary for the Page and uh, Omega match? I, I saw that. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking Callus. Yeah. Yeah. Si- Cyrus, Cyrus the virus. Stuff for Impact. Impact and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it's, but I think that's the thing with Khan, you know, and his 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 company, like he will very often blur the lines of like who can be on his show, who can be on other people's shows. He sent his world champion to a indie wrestling show in Indiana um, not even, like, two months ago. Like, in the midst of all the COVID ridiculous, like, 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 the craziness of COVID, and they shouldn't even be doing live fucking wrestling shows anyways, uh, sent his world champion to a fucking fairgrounds in Indiana to do an indie wrestling show. They won't even send him to Japan to defend the fucking U.S. title that he still holds. Which they're, they're stripping him of at this point. Which is fair. But that he got to go to an indie show because he had made a prior booking to do this show, and then COVID happened, and they were going to do the like the makeup show, and he honored it. It's like, you're fucking crazy, dude. But yeah, that's I what would, he does. And... He, uh, it makes sense because I okay, dude, and like I don't want to keep jumping around topics, but I have to make mention because um, I don't think we covered it in the last time we had a conversation okay. uh, on how show. Uh, in the midst of all this, I think if there's any one promotion that's treating just the production and safety of their wrestlers better than any like the Ring highest priority, really, I think it's New Japan. I think Ring of Honor. If they're actually even fucking doing a bubble like the fucking NBA did, like. They are taking it way more serious than I would expect them to. I mean, fair. But, like, the fact that, like, they have ring crew sanitizing the ring between each match. The fact that, like, they're very careful over just literally anything that, like... uh, I think I was reading something in regard to, like... Like anything that involves high cardio, they're they're limiting, they're cutting their normal match lengths in half just so that way they can limit like stuff like that. Like just the fact that they're putting such a conscious effort into the booking to that angle, like I I, I applaud that. I mean, and they're and they're making it work. But also in Japan, they've probably earned the fact that they can do stuff like that maybe more True. so than over here. Yeah, that is like I don't even know. 
what Lance Archer is doing. Like, like they were kind of building him up something I'm like, bro, he just, didn't he just catch COVID? Isn't he just dealing with it right now? Or is he just now recovering? Um, Scorpio sky now has it. Oh, yikes. And they were pushing him here. Something fierce too. It seemed like. Yeah, yeah. But no, but, um, going back to survivor series. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, I mean, at some point, like, it, it it really like it's kind of shifted gears instead of it like being this like thing that built up like what we were going to anticipate the following year by setting the stage usually with a contest of stakes that like mm-hmm. kind of determine that direction it's just been this like nostalgia thing of like oh, remember when the undertaker he he debuted mm-hmm. um and we've had other debuts like i think uh let's see crush didn't, didn't crush debut Fuck. during survivor series <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. Fucking crush. Holy shit. Oh, dude, Trying to think what year punch. that would have been. So, um, so I, I guess when you talk about debuts, it was the debut of Sting. I think you had mentioned mm-hmm. that prior to our recording this. If they really wanted to fucking win me over, shit. Um, if they really wanted to win me over, I would say have Sting show up and face-to-face with The Undertaker. If this is Undertaker's last fucking f- like final like farewell... I mean, do we really want to see that, though? Yeah, I do. It's, I do. Just, I wanted just, to see that. I, I can't they, imagine. They don't even have to wrestle. They're too, they're they're too far gone now to wrestle. I get it. They are. They 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 have served their time. They have put the effort in. I don't expect them to wrestle. I just want them to be in the same ring, facing down each other. Give me the Rock Hogan face off moment, and then you can go and and live in retirement happily. Like that's all I want. It's, it's the last thing we need. It's the last thing that Taker has not done. Come out to the ring, face off against Sting, face to face, and and I think this, I think it'd be poetic. I think it'd be amazing. I'd have a tear in my eye if that happened. Honest to God, the I, one the one thing that I always thought they were going to do and never did. Which again, yeah, between all the teased moments of them like yep, just it never like, happened. talking it up over in the airport, exactly. But like I, I don't know, man. I think that buckle bomb did way more damage to Sting than like people have let on. Like it was, mm-hmm. I I think it really. Like, even then, like, which, again, like, how old, okay, at that time that Sting wrestled, I believe he was 58 Yeah, when he did that match with Seth, which was, God, how long ago was that? That, that was, was um, like, 15, wasn't five it? Five years ago? Yeah, about 2015. Yeah, so now Sting, in a COVID environment, <sighs> wrestling at 63 against a man but I'm not. With... But I'm saying no wrestling. Like, don't even wrestle. I don't, I don't need you what guys to wrestle. Do, don't though? even lock up. Just... Just... Just be in the ring together at the same time. It's the only thing that's never happened. That's all. Just be in the ring at the same time. Face off again. Like just look at each other. Uh, Sting could even give him like a show of respect, and take and give him a show of respect, and then let that be it. I don't know. I just I we've never seen it. And if he's done, done, and we're never gonna see him after this, like just have that moment. Like the one thing that people always thought they'd see and it never happened. Like they're they're still around. Like they could just have like a moment in the ring and then be done with it. I, I think All it'd right. be an amazing moment. I see your angle. I raise you a new idea expanding on your angle. Okay, which sure. They're the team captains. W- <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> but they're not just team captains, though. Okay. They're team captains of hand-picked protégés that will essentially carry on their proverbial torch. Yes, yes. So, because like, that was the thing with Survivor Series was it kind of made stars – you know, I remember it being kind of a launching point, obviously, for the debuts, but also, like, it was a launching point for people like Bam Bam Bigelow 
it was a launching point for people like Dolph Ziggler, like these guys that were like in teams of Survivor Series matches that kind of like had like people were like, why is this guy on the team? Like, why is this guy part of the show? And then they end up being like the show stealer. You know what I mean? Like that could be like a big star making moment. But even then, um, but like a like everybody is always spoken to like just a Bray being the 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 new age Undertaker, which we can all take that with a grain of salt as far as how well that's worked. But like even then, like I would love, like I would love for them to do something more than like a great value sting, like the way Vampiro was, and like kind of just pick. Like someone more like Sting could, was like Alistair Black. Sting, like Sting, Alistair Black could be the new Sting. Sting was like a save a lot version of Vampiro, is what you meant to say. Oh fuck, whatever, dude. dude. Vampiro was um, a fucking man. But, but yeah, Alistair Black being in like Sting's corner to, I mean, I guess the only logical one would be would be Bray Wyatt and and Taker's corner, and then like seeing those two go at it. I mean, that would be neat but yeah we we talked about notable debuts mm-hmm. in survivor series mm-hmm. so the rock debuted as rocky maivia holy shit did he really uh, man yes i didn't even the shield that. debuted yep. in survivor series yep now was uh, that was that when they first debuted like in a match or is it when they showed up and like fucked up punk that's when they first showed up and fucked up punk but that's okay. when you even just knew who they were the, yeah mean, yeah um kurt angle debuted uh, at Survivor Series as well, mm-hmm. um, and then there are a few other cop outs like um, the official debut of Jazz. But I'm like, uh, dude, Jazz like like made like in a television appearance. That was like I would say her first official match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, the Scott Steiner debut. I'm just like, okay, no, <laughs> that's Big Papa Pump, but the dude was a Steiner in WWE prior and in, in WWF's day, so I didn't that's count that fair. debut That's as fair. Well. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't, I don't know what sort of, I mean, at this point, it's really, really difficult. Like the fact that they they got away with Sting as well as they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine anyone else really like with the kind of like i don't it's weird too at this point people don't want like wwe to pick up anybody else they want them to they they want wwe to work with the roster that they have yeah to utilize the talent that they are not using at all (laughs) no um so i don't know i don't think survivor series has been the same since the montreal screw job i think that happened it kind of went downhill from there I mean, yeah, in a, in a sense. I mean, it, they they all still had like big fight feels, and like even even during the like, God, I I hate the buzzwords that they use to like label like areas of of history, but the ruthless aggression era. Yeah. Um, there is there's a few standouts like that like I enjoyed, and even then like the um the Nexus like when like the brief moment that they had. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, you know what though it it really does go to show just how half baked survivor series has been in the priorities list of the four because we were supposed to get something from retribution right about now and like man did they just fucking stop giving a shit about that entire stable once Mia Yim started tweaking in in the ring I kind of knew like okay they're they're done <laughs> they're not gonna go much further than this now unfortunately dude like between like 
I think T Bar, which uh, Dijakovic, uh-huh. I believe that yeah, like he lost clean a few times. I thought they were gonna try to do something crazy with it, with like Ali, like being revealed as yeah. the secret leader. I'm like, that's cool. But it makes sense because they don't utilize him, and it's like, well, he's going to go and just kind of you know forge his own path. I I, I get that. Like it makes sense from a storyline, you know, you know storyline aspect like there is a built-in like reason why you would be doing this but then a lot of the stuff just doesn't make sense so i guess what we could say is what what do you think could help recover Mm. like rehabilitate survivor series because yeah it's like it's going to be really hard to sit down this sunday and kind of convince myself whether or not i should care because there's again there there's still some uh competitors that have yet to be announced to fill out the teams what they always do they do the slow like whatnot, but like at this point, like the company's image is kind of shot lately in my eyes between <sighs> Linda McMahon's bullshit, which Jesus sure, Christ, sure, um, and then what happened recently was Zelina Vega, yeah, that was really oh man, way to go, way to be a buzz kill, yeah, man. Like, I feel like that board meeting was just like they heard the word OnlyFans and they assumed, like, oh, she has an OnlyFans, yeah, fucking get rid of her. Like, not having any context into, like, what the fuck even that is. Like, and just, I don't know. It just, yeah. Well, no, they knew what it was, but they thought as an, they saw it as an act of defiance, according to inside because they'd, sources. Because they'd already said that the Twitch thing was, like, going away and, like, you can't be doing this outside shit. And then she went and, like, did it after the fact. Like, anyways. Yeah, that that telltale ten minutes though, like how it started versus how it's going. Yeah, with that unionization uh, unionization tweet. Mm-hmm. Jesus, dude. It's but bad. yeah, I not good look. I I would say winner of the Survivor Series gets to keep their Twitch channel. <laughs> <laughs> High stakes, dude. I'd watch that. I would, dude. <laughs> and they fucking have it on Twitch. Are you kidding me? Oh fucking dude! At this point, yeah, like. Dude, if they put the 2K rights, like, on whether, like, if they had another publisher vie for the Christ. WWE license rights, like, yeah. get involved, and, like, they pick the team, yeah. I would I would get the fuck behind that. Yeah, There's, yeah. I am, man, um, have, you, have you gotten to check out Battlegrounds? No, I'm, I, oh. I'm, I, I, I had some inkling to buy it just because it was a wrestling game, and then I, I watched, like, day one gameplay of it. I was like, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll go play All-Stars, man. I got a much more superior game sitting right there on my shelf, man. I'll go play All-Stars. But, dude, can a crocodile from the crowd bite on it? Like, You know what, though? I love that even the story mode still got the same cornball, stupid, screwy-ass shit writing. Mm-hmm. That, like, like somehow I'm like, god damn, not even in video games can you escape. Just go fucking, go like, fucking hook up Corbin. my GameCube and go play some Date Reckoning, man. It's much, much better right options. There. Much better options. Um... But yeah, I I don't know. I feel like there is hope for uh, Survivor Series to uh, be rehabilitated if they just focus on like the things that help make it special, like yeah, the, like the big fight feel of the stakes. That's always what it was. But but you're right. I, I think out of all four of the shows, like their annual shows, it, it's definitely the least favorite. And it's a shame knowing it's like the second oldest show, like with WrestleMania being the the oldest. In terms of like the longevity of that 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 you know pay per view, uh, 
it's it's weird, man, because like I I personally really like I do enjoy WrestleMania. Like WrestleMania, oh, I don't know. There are times where WrestleMania is hokey as fuck, and I can care same less. with Survivor Series, but it still has that big that big match feel. And I don't think Survivor Series has had that in a long time. No, but but man, can I like I will never deny the excitement that Royal Rumble brings. Royal Rumble is always like just Royal Rumble the, is what will float that goddamn brand. absolutely just the uncertainty of who's going to come through that curtain like that that makes it all like the most important thing like just like who's going to show up who's going to come back it's yeah I know recently um a friend of mine uh Chuck Chuck Plumley, uh-huh. um he would throw like out of any of the events I looked forward to in going into the new year he would run the best uh Royal Rumble parties only because um, he had a crazy contest where uh, everybody would do a buy-in. They would all randomly draw numbers. And even then, it wasn't just a matter of the numbers. Each number, he would go to painstaking lengths to uh, go over the win ratio of, like, that particular number in the course of like like he really embraced like the numbers and facts and and bullshit that like wwe has embraced over yeah. like the legacy of royal rumble but like he unlike them he he found a way to make it fun hmm. because like i mean of course with good old-fashioned gambling i mean it's kind of like hard not to but like you don't really get that sort of communal feel in any of the other ones like even then like putting like bets or like staking like some like fan favorites behind some of these teams like why it's just another elimination match Mm -hmm. oh the elimination chamber made its debut at survivor series man like and then it spun off into its own pay-per-view that's wild yep maybe just bring it back and make it a survivor series only thing fuck it i mean apparently they're they're making it a fucking night of champions show now at this point so why not fucking absorb some of your pay-per-view like gimmicks that you aren't using right now and just make it part of the show which again, like, there, the there, whole, there's a shark the, the shark tank match Survivor we can do or something. Is like uh, it's in the name, like elimination. Fuck, like make it like you can incorporate so many other elimination gimmicks and still like make it work. Yeah. And like some of these fucking pay per views can go. I I don't know about you, man. I'm over TLC. I am over. Mm. It. Yeah, um, I guess so. I mean, it's it doesn't have a reason to be its own show. No. I'm over Fastlane. I'm over Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it. Give me, give me more. Give me more of a Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> fucking Christ. give me more. Some Saint Valentine's Day Massacre, maybe. Oh, dude, Dis- December to Dismember. I mean, they don't start bringing back some ECW shows. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Like, do, can we get an ECW reunion show or something going? Please. I, you know what though? But I feel like all the all the good legacy shit that's been happening. Has all been uh, done well uh, on NXT's end between War Games, yeah, and Halloween, Halloween Havoc. Havoc, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Which yep. I Doing I right. didn't get the chance to catch a lot of it, other than the fact that like that that pumpkin was straight bullshit. Like I was so stoked that Gargano like fucking trashed it. I'm like, dude, like you 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 were like you did not do a heel. This was not a heel maneuver here. You you did you fucking carried out the goodwill of everyone. Humanity, who, yeah, yeah. Fuck that pumpkin. Jesus Christ. That was the worst fucking part of the show. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I well, Okay, so maybe I guess rehabilitating might be too difficult. I'm going to ask you this, and then like I'd be like, if we were to um, eliminate 
Survivor Series as being one of the big four, mm. which pay-per-view you think should take its place? Oh, Christ. I would say substitute Survivor Series with Money in the Bank. I agree. I was mm. actually going to suggest that one. Yep. I just think that you could do, I mean, fuck it, I guess if you're doing a Money in the Bank match for every match, I guess <laughs> it seems a, lot, a little bit overkill. Um, but there's no other show that really fits into that slot, you know? Um, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can. I, I think that's the reason why Survivor Series is still around because you can't really replace it and they need a build-up show to go into, like, WrestleMania season and go into the new year. Like, they kind of need it, but, like, I don't know. It, does, it doesn't really serve its purpose like it used to anymore. Well, I mean... Hmm. We still have 30 years of The Undertaker, which... I'm telling you, man, if Sting shows up, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. I am. Like, I, I, I'm calling it right now as we're recording. If I get this show up before Sunday, I am calling it fucking Sting's showing up. I would I would, I would, would like to see that. Yeah, so it's the only thing I can save it now. Um, well... Yeah, but other than that, I guess we'll wait and see. Fingers crossed. I hope... Uh, I hope everything maybe, comes uh, to fruition. Maybe by we'll have it. something more exciting. I mean, AEW doesn't have anything until Revolution. That's February. Um, I'm gonna, if anything, trying to take this opportunity to like maybe, yeah, catch up on ROH and sure, um, and New Japan Pro. Yeah, I think we'll get something out in December, and it might just be like a recap thing. Um, until then, I would say for your homework, go and watch some John Moxley and CCW. I would watch some of his crazy death match, like stuff that he was into and like around that time that you know he and Kingston were kind of talking about having history it was around that time in Philadelphia back in the CZW era so I would check out some Moxley CZW stuff watch him in some death matches if you have the stomach for it it's kind of gruesome I think I saw one match where like he took a turkey carver to the forehead Mm -hmm. turkey oh yeah 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 Yeah, that might have been one of the death match tournaments yeah but yeah if you got stomach for it like I said it's pretty graphic but I would check that out Uh, Until then, uh, see you next time. Yeah. Peace.